Hello, and welcome to another new Goldberg's podcast. I'm Lance, and I'm joined by my co-host, Ash. Hello. Hello, Ash. And Shy. I would walk 500 miles for you, Shmoopaloos. Da-da-da, da-da-da, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. I had to I had to mentally prepare not to fall into the loop. It's a tough oh, loop to get out of. As Jeff Schwartz would say, they are caught in the song. <laughs> Jeff. Jeff got so oh. much screen time at the end of this year. I was so happy. Because he's crushing it. Jeff Schwartz. Madman, man. He's like it's the dark horse, the the night stallion or whatever of <laughs> Goldbergs. Um, I hope I hope start calling I, him that. I love it. I, I hope Sam Lerner founds out he was referred to that, uh, referred to as that. The night stallion. The night stallion of the Goldbergs. Yeah. Um, but. Exciting news. Let's just start off with exciting news, guys. Goldbergs and Schooled are coming back next year. As we as we were setting up to record this, Adam tweeted. We did. Hot off the press, folks. Adam Goldberg tweets. Blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. I can officially announce that another hour-long block of 1980-something and 1990-something is on the way. And, so, and then a nice little shout-out to the Goldbergs timer. He says, begin the Goldbergs timer. I love that. The, Goldberg, <laughs> the Goldbergs countdown. That's awesome. That makes me so happy cool. for Sana. She She's such a great person and a great gold nerd. A true gold nerd right there. So, Sana, get your get your math ready because this is going to be a really long time or countdown. Sana will already be working on it. She, uh, I'm surprised she hasn't tweeted it already. <laughs> oh man! Well, thank God, thank God, guys. Just like praise be. Um, but yes, so we're actually a lot of stuff to like look forward to. Um, so with the Goldbergs, we last week was Mother's Day episode. Um, Mm -hmm. and you know, Adam, I guess the Adam storyline with Bev and and ditching her on Mother's Day to go see Willow, which, Shy, I feel like you would do. Uh, my family is no. Not- my siblings and I are notoriously terrible at celebrating our mother on Mother's Day, and we really, really <coughs> love Willow. So I think I can speak for myself and both of my sisters that we completely understand Adam's point of view. And I honestly think my mom would have been on board too. She's a big Willow fan, also. So I think we might have. It might have been our Mother's Day activity would have been going to see Willow. Well, uh, Bev did not. So 
but the the other storyline that's probably gonna uh, that's gonna take us into next year is is Barry and Erica getting to the same college and going to college next year together, which sounds phenomenal. I hope they're like in the same dorm building, you know, like just like put together, like not like obviously living together, but like different floors of the same building. Like I think they should just always be around each other in college, attached at the hip. But how do you think they're going to behave in college? Do you think they're going to revitalize the rivalry of get away from you dork? Or do you think it's going to be hard for them both? And they're going to have to stick together as like these siblings that are best friends. Hmm. I think it's going to be half and half. Same. Like no matter how close you are to your siblings, you're still like, get the fuck away from me sometimes. You know, you still pick on each other. So I think it'll be a realistic level of, of both. Would Erica be coming in as a sophomore? Or is it? I don't think so. She, I think she didn't complete her first year, so she'd be coming in as fresh, wouldn't she? Yeah. That was a waste of money then. <laughs> yeah, I'm with, I'm with I'm with Murray on that hey, one. And, and my other question is: Is Valley Erica going to go with her to Penn too, and just live under her bed, or do we think <laughs> Valley Erica has now gotten into college somewhere and is just going to go there? She need no. She needs like a whole. We don't say goodbye to Valley Erica. I need her. Like she, we didn't get a goodbye. We didn't get anything. No, we didn't. We didn't get a chance to say bye. Yeah, we need we need a proper goodbye with her. Like I refuse to believe like we're not gonna ever see her again. Like is she ha- like honestly, no. Here's how it works. They're off at college, but Valley Erica's still living at home with oh, her. So she's like I the Leo it. she's like the Leo DiCaprio <laughs> in uh Growing Pains. In Growing Pains, yes. I buy that. <laughs> yeah, she's just still at home, like and like I don't know. Mur- Murray, like, isn't into it, obviously, but then he, like, starts to, like, like, he, she grows on him, and they end up, like, being best friends. And he, like, wants her to be in that house. <laughs> That's but still theory. doesn't, but still doesn't know her name. Even Correct. though her name is the same as his own daughter's. <laughs> that is correct, yes. Um, but yeah, so they both got into Penn and Murray, our beloved Mur, is so excited for Erica, <laughs> not for Barry. Um, it's his peanut. And, oh, I love when he says that. That's that is what we that is the nickname for my for my older daughter. I love it because she was like super super tiny like premature baby and so people came to us and be like she looks like a peanut <laughs> and you're like thanks Vic. <laughs> yeah but so but as a dad it always hits my heart hard whenever murray calls her that i know i love it too but yeah so they go to their like freshman orientation and embarrass themselves as usual but yeah setting up for next year where they'll be off in college. Um, 
interesting how they'll they'll split that because they like tried it with Erica and I guess because she was the only one in college it seemed a little more like secluded um but it's like how often will they be back every week okay I don't know I'm just throwing a number out there (laughs) no idea well they're going well they're going to Penn and I don't know if that's Penn State or University of Pennsylvania or just mysterious Pennsylvanian school. Well, I'm assuming either or is very close to where, like, Jenkintown, no? Yeah. University of Pennsylvania is close to Jenkintown. Penn State's a little bit further. But but both are very like, reasonable reasonable distances to have them you know, home on the weekend. But University of Pennsylvania, they could be home during the week on a regular Are we talking day. like the middle where like Gumford was like 45 minute drive away and Axel could just come and pick up his like guitar because he forgot it or something? Or are we talking like hours? I, have no- <laughs> I, I think Penn State is 45 minutes or more and oh, okay. University of Pennsylvania okay. is probably a half hour. I, I don't know the full, maybe 45 minutes. I mean, the Nothing's. Oh that. man, they don't even have to sleep in the door. They can just live at home. I don't think they. Well, <laughs> that would be funny. If, there you if, go. <laughs> if one of them doesn't want, like, kind of like the way Axel didn't want to live in his dorm on the middle. As we take, I hope that people listen to the middle who listen to this one. No, watch he, the middle. He did. He just like came home to shop all the time. Oh. Me and because like, <laughs> <laughs> his roommate was always there playing video games at the start, so. Oh my god! I, I just want to watch the middle. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I've opened up a can of worms here. I'll you just... have. I just—it's right. been a year since. I don't even. Are you guys jealous of me that I have not seen the whole thing and I am like on the fourth yes. season now, so I get to yes. enjoy it all for the first time? Yes, literally. I'm always jealous of people that haven't seen my favorite shows, though, because I'm like, I want to experience that journey again. And, you know, you can, obviously. You, you can rewatch it, but you know what's going to happen. And I'm like, well, it's not the same. Yeah. Although um, I will say the Goldbergs, which is not really based entirely, you know, the Goldbergs especially, really, there's some moments where the Jerrica story, the Blaney story, where there's a spoiler component. But mm-hmm. but the rewatch effect of certain episodes is that's fine. I can rewatch them a million times, but it's not the fir- it's not the same as the first time you see Bevy call Weird Al Yankovic Mister Weird. Mm, yeah. Or or, or or is it Adam? Either way, it was amazing. That was that was a life changing episode for me. <laughs> they all are. Yeah. Exactly. Um. <clears throat> But yeah, so that was last week. This week, big finale. Barry graduates. Kind of. Almost. Does he? I don't know. Yes. Adam let it slip that he didn't do 100 hours of community service, which is like a lot of community service in general. <laughs> do you like think a, that was like 100 hours for like the entirety of high school or or all for senior year? I feel like it was, like, all of high school. Like, for four years, you need to do, like, 100 hours of community service. Like, that's a lot of hours. I, what did Rory get on the Gilmore Girls? 
Did she get like something like 500 hours or something for actually committing like a crime? Oh, when she started like, the yacht? The boat? Yeah. Yeah, it was like a shit ton of hours. She got less than Barry Goldberg, I think. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, ugh, I can't even get into that right now either. Roar Gilmore. Um, I'm not. I watched. I've only seen one episode of the Gilmore Girls. <laughs> that is your next watch, Sunshine. That, that's very good. That's cool. I trust you guys. Yeah, but don't watch the revival. Uh, you can, but it's not important. It, I wouldn't. It. I don't know. I think it ruins Rory's character. Really? Yeah. Uh, oh no, she was ruined before we got there. Oh, I. Uh, I'm definitely team what a brat on, on Rory Gilmore. <laughs> is that the kid that the story's about? Yeah, she's yes. uh, Lauren Graham's daughter on the show, yeah. Yeah. So that's a big component of the show for the one character to turn out to be a brat. Yeah, well, I didn't I think, think so. Really? Okay. I don't know. When you I, have I, to I, watch When it. I originally watched, I was a kid, and I was like, oh, man, Rory's, like, so cool and, like, and smart. Um. I don't know. I don't want to ruin it. I want Shy to get it for his own opinion. And, like, I want him to watch it and, like, you know, come to a conclusion kind of thing. D- during the off seasons, we'll review the shows we recommend to each other. <laughs> yeah, because we've already started and, on And, and Lons and I can get back to talking about Riverdale, which I'm many episodes behind on, so I have to catch Holy shit, this show is so fucking bonkers. Like, ever since the musical ep, it's just gone off the rails. Like, so good. It's like, yeah, this season was like, uh, for like, the middle, most, like, kind of like, a lot of it. That's that's your 22 episode season. I think 16 episodes, 15 episodes would be great. I agree. I even like... For Riverdale, they're always good at, like, really ramping it up for you, like, and ever since the musical, they've been ramping it up, and, like, oh, my, Chai, you gotta catch up, man. All right, that'll be my weekend project. Okay. (laughs) Anyways, which show are we talking about? (laughs) I don't even know anymore. I don't even know. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Middle Gilmore Girls Dale podcast. (laughs) After After Dark. <laughs> um, yes, so Barry has to do 100 hours of community service in four days. <laughs> um, which which I, is I, impossible. Because there are only 96 hours in four days. <laughs> <laughs> so, so they decide to throw, throw a charity event to raise $30,000 <laughs> for break-in. Ba- oh based God. on based on based on break into electric boogaloo. It's not Which even is- the electric boogaloo. It is electric boogaloo, and there is an expression that comes from that movie, which is "Save Miracles" or "We Saved Miracles," and that's the name of the community center that they danced their way into the hearts of the people of Los Angeles into saving. 
Um, I think if we all remember, though, that Break Into Electric Boogaloo is Barry and Lainey's favorite movie. So a little shout out to to Blaney, I think. A little Blaney. Um, I also can't even speak to the emotional joy I had that not only was Breaking 2 referenced in it, but Beach Street and Crush Groove. When you have have Earl Ball Ball and Susan Cinnamon, Anna Gasteyer, right? Talking Mm -hmm. about Turbo, a.k.a. Boogaloo Shrimp, in that (laughs) level of detail... The only thing I missed is I, I wish I wish they had also ref, um, also talked about Shabadoo, who plays Ozone, the other main character. <laughs> you will have to discuss that with Mister Adam. But that, that's a minor that's a minor detail in the fact that Adam gave me something that I've always wanted, which is a reference in mainstream pop culture to the greatest breakdance film of all time. And. Honestly, I think Big Tasty and Little Yum Yum honored it very well. Oh, the and the outfits, by the way, are dead on. A they, plus plus. Those outfits both reflect the, both of the finales of the break-in original movie and the sequel. By the way, these movies were made within less than a year of each other. <laughs> they made one and they really? were... Yeah. They made, yeah, they made one. Like, oh, money and they were like, oh my God, get another one now? Oh yeah, Absolutely. It was Canon wow. Films. Canon Films operated under no rules whatsoever. Oh, I love it. Were they both theatrical releases, or was the- like theatrical yeah. releases that are, that are <gasps> under ninety minutes long? Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, if anybody, if anybody's listening, you must find the documentary. It's called Electric Boogaloo, and it is about Golan and Globus, the two guys who ran Canon Films. This is also the company that brought you. Superman 4, The Quest for Peace, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, all of the Death Wish movies after the original, so not the original one, yeah. the, the the missing in action movies with Chuck Norris, and the He-Man Masters of the Universe movie with Dolph Lundgren and Frank oh. Langella. So the wackiest collection of low-budget movies but movies that were so important to my childhood for sure but the documentary about them is just wild because they don't operate under any other rules of anything you've ever seen in hollywood i love it are they still around uh they're still alive in fact in true fashion i think they made their own competing documentary about themselves Uh, but i but i don't know if they're still i don't really know if they're still making films they I mean, they went very much out of business at a certain point. Shocker! But if you're but if you're interested in the business of film, all of the stuff they go into and how these guys did their business by selling movies to foreign investors based on posters without even having a plot or a or a star. They just like a Simpsons episode. Yeah, it's it's wild. But but every once in a while they'd strike lightning. And Breakin' One, Breakin' One was this massive hit, and so Breakin' Two comes out a few months later. <laughs> Together, they're 160 minutes of joy. Oh, beautiful! They're shorter than Avengers Endgame if you watch them both together. <laughs> oh man! Um, but yes, yeah, so they had an epic 
break dancing sequence that those ungrateful little shits at um, William Penn did not appreciate, and they booed him off stage. <clears throat> Which, like, come on, guys. Um, don't be rude. Exactly. I mean, I mean, it was kind of insulting. Three bucks is all they raised. Come on. But like that, for that put in the effort to the, the 30,000 thermometer. <laughs> <laughs> that was more than $3 worth of construction materials right there. Like, they didn't exactly. even that. So ungrateful, those kids. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so it seems that there is so Paul Ball said that you can walk, but you're not going to graduate. So that's really harsh. Um, but oddly reasonable for Earl Ball. Do you think it's because he was afraid that Beverly, like he was banking on Barry not telling Beverly he wasn't graduating? So if Barry walked, he wouldn't have to deal with Beverly? Yeah, I think he realizes he's still got one more kid in William Penn, and he's like, oh, man, just whatever, like, makes life easier for the next several years just to get them out of the way. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, yeah, it's it's graduation time, and then Jeff Madman Schwartz is the valedictorian. I'm going to get to that storyline in a little bit. Uh, but he can't... He, does, he refuses to give a speech. Um... So Barry steps up and delivers a heartfelt goodbye. And pretty honestly, I think it's his most mature moment. Yep. He's lucianing. It was like a very like serious, didn't even like joke about it or anything. So principal ball was like, I think that was good enough community service. You can graduate. Also, there's, like, Beverly's holding a gun to my head, so. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Barry gets to graduate, and. Yay, Barry. It, so, Barry graduates. Um, and, so does, and so does Jackie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I had no idea what her age was. Ruben Amaro Jr. graduates for a second time. Um, Carla. Oh, God. Carla. Carla's graduating, but I feel like she'd be back for her boo, Dave Kim. Oh, definitely. Like, she's going to be the, the lurker, you know, like the older guy, like the older person that always, like, hangs out at high school. That's going to be Carla. Like, Erica could um, turn into her during her first, like, year of college, but Carla's going to take it to the next level. Um, I love it so much. Oh my god, I love her. I want to read to you guys. Oh my god, please. Are you reading the letter? Yes, like the, I am. <laughs> I'm hoping someone would. We only get two pages of what I'm assuming is like a six page um <clears throat> like letter. I don't know, like when you write I don't know what you call like writing in yearbook entry and entry. Yeah. Whatever. So we have a yearbook entry um, from our dearest Davy Kim. Davy K. <laughs> that he wrote to his love, Carla. <clears throat> and I will be doing a dramatic reading of it. <clears throat> My dearest Carla, I'll never forget the odd and unlikely <laughs> miracle 
of our love. It seems like just yesterday that our backpack, wait, yeah, backpacks grazed each other in the hallway. You yelled at me to watch where my <laughs> nerd bed was go. Oh, my nerd bod was going, and threatened to break my fucking glasses. <laughs> Look, you could have chosen any dork to do your homework and make out with in the hallways with. But you chose me and I truly appreciate the position that I am in. Oh, my God. I will not take it for granted. You are grade A choice hottie. (laughs) And I... Can't wait for you to meet my mom. (laughs) Please let that be an episode next season. I just want a Dave Kim side episode. Dave Kim, Carla bottle episode. (sighs) With Dave Kim's mom at the restaurant. Yes. Yeah. Ad-Rock and I were just talking about, talking the other day about how blessed my bait my ba- oh wait how blessed by babes we are <laughs> what are you doing this summer my mom made me sign up for advanced math studios at Penn as part of their turtleneck outreach program <laughs> <laughs> but that only goes until July and then I'm a free man Except for that road trip that I'm taking with my uncle to Boca to pick up an armoire he found in the classified paper. <laughs> what better way to see our great nation, right? Oh my god. What are you doing this summer? I heard Erica and Jeff. What? Gotta move my thumb. I heard Erica and Jeff have some pretty bitchin' plans. Maybe we could double date or do some kind of couples retreat. Did I mention I wanted you to meet my mother? I never brought home a girl before. (laughs) Do I send you an invitation in the mail or does a face-to-face interaction suffice? I would love to take you to my favorite museum. But who am I kidding? I love them all. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's it's like picking your favorite stormtrooper, right? I'd like to see you try. <laughs> With all that weave, and then that's it. Oh, man. Did Kenny write that, or did one of the writers write that? It's definitely a PA that wrote that. But, yeah, it'll be but, a... Or whatever. I think within the spirit of Dave Kim... Honestly, I can only imagine what the next five pages say. Oh my god! It'll be more about inviting her to meet his mother and space camp and their, off. And their life together. Yeah, maybe that he ta- he started like a mortgage fund or something for their new house, but it's still several years away. Like I don't know. End game, baby, Darla. Darla. <laughs> Darla is end game. <laughs> Totally. 
man. I I want more of like a like a, a battle between Johnny A and Davy Kim. Do you think we're gonna get that? I, I, I don't think Johnny. Like, I don't think Johnny really can be ten, like. I don't think Johnny down. is going to be tied down so much. I think I think what could happen is if they decide to give Johnny a few more layers in schooled, we might see some Johnny Lucian there. But I don't think you're going to see the Johnny Atkins of the 80s in too much of a battle to win Carla back, only because it, he likes Rush more than he likes any, anything. anything else. I mean, that's so fair, but, like, they were so ride or die. See, I feel like they were more just the oldest people in school. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I feel Carla was just, like, anybody that gives me attention. And they both had similarly, well, different angles of criminal enterprise in their lives. (laughs) He stole, he um, robbed a bank for her. But, (laughs) But Johnny, in the end... You know, he he drives the mom Celica and the kids, and and has the siblings that have to go to soccer practice or whatever. Carla's the one who's like parents are in jail. Jo- Johnny, uh, my son, just the stepdad. Oh, just yeah. the stepdad. Okay. All I'm saying I mean, is that I think Johnny maybe not be as hard as Carla is, but Dave Kim, he is so grateful to be in Carla's orbit. And so wanting to break out of his Dave Kim turtlenecking ways that he's more willing to stay and do anything to keep Carla. Whereas Johnny couldn't even win that Greece race from the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I'm excited to see where that goes. I hope it goes far, to be honest. I hope we live. <laughs> bunch of Darla moments in season seven. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, Barry graduates and we'll see him going off to Penn with Erica next year. And then, as for Adam, as we said, Jackie graduated, so they're gonna try and do long distance or... I don't know. I would assume. I don't know what actually happened in real life, but if I had to guess, they are not going to last long. <clears throat> Do you, was that the writing of Jackie out of the show? Or I don't think so. Or, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how Adam's storyline is clearly following his life very closely, so. I don't know when him and Jackie actually broke up, but I feel like he meets his wife really soon. Because doesn't he meet his wife in high school at a summer camp? Oh, really? Yeah, that's oh, what I Does heard. that mean we're finally going to get the camp episode that Aaron Aaron has always says he wanted Adam to let him write? Yes, I, will, I want that episode I, so much. I will lose my mind if, if I need to see that episode. I will lose my mind if they finally do a summer episode that is in conjunction with the vacation movie. Oh, my God. I need the vacation one. Okay. I'm fine with a vacation one. That needs to happen. But I need need Adam to tell the Jewish summer camp story. I, I know Wet Hot American Summer is an awesome movie, and they did a nice job with it. But no one has really told the Jewish summer camp story at the level that it could be told. And Adam is one of the people on this earth that can do it. 
Well, I mean, if we want to see him meet his wife, I think we're going to need to get it. Mm-hmm. Which I feel like it's coming up real soon because he's a junior. I mean, he might have, like, met her senior year. I don't know, but... I thought he met her in the 90s, but what, what do I know? I definitely read somewhere that he met her in high school. Oh, okay. Or someone told me. Who Anyways. would you have play his future wife? Mm. Oh, good question. I don't know what his future wife is like or looks like, so I so I'm just saying like actor that you would play. Like for me, right. even though age wise it's wrong, I instinctively first always go to Rachel Bilson. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Lord. You know what? And Rachel Bilson is just really grateful that you said that, I think. I don't know. Oh, my goodness. Rachel, and and she could do it now. She's timeless. She's funny. She is timeless. (laughs) Holy shit. Um, She does love her some Jewish men, you know? Well, there you go. There you go. I think she's half Jewish. Oh, is she really? I think so, yeah. I think she might be. I don't know. If, I, I don't think it's like she's practicing, but I think she's half. Um, if not, you know who would be fun if we're going in the theme of, of Jewish of Jewish actors? I, I wouldn't mm-hmm. mind seeing like a Haley Steinfeld. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. With Adam. I know she's like a big movie star, but she was in a Transformers movie. That was such a good Transformers movie, though. That was the best so, one. Right, so that's what that's what I'm saying here. Like, maybe she's, you know, thinks the 80s-something is cool. I guess she's probably a little old for Sean. He needs someone... Like, not that I'm she's old, but... Sabrina Carpenter. Who's Sabrina Carpenter? I need to... From work. Girl Meets World. Oh. Oh, yeah. So, if you, I mean, she's the superior Girl Meets World person on that show. Oh. And you know the kid who played Ramona on Fuller, oh, Fuller House, House. She would be a great choice. Oh my god, I love her. Yes, let's get that one. Yes, yes, yes. I love her. I think she's fantastic. She was. She was. I haven't watched that show in a while, but she, her kind of angle of the show became the most compelling, fun part for me. Yeah, she's actually really great, and they do give her a lot to do. So. Yep, I'm putting my money on that one. That's a good choice and age appropriate. You, you mean yeah, I mean not continuing to pick like adults. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not <laughs> mid thirties. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we'll see. I, that's another open thread: is how will Adam and Jackie navigate? Oh, they didn't say where Jackie's going. Where where would Jackie go? Oh, wait, does she go to New York? In, like, NYU or something? I assume she's going to New York. I feel like New York. Like, NYU. Some, some acting. She did a summer program thing, didn't she? I, yeah, she did. She did a summer program. Some acting thing? Maybe, I don't know, one of those cool New York art schools or... Shall I reach out to the real Jackie and ask her where she went? Okay. Yeah, you're best friends with her. Yeah, you well, are best friends with her. I mean, I wish I was. Do you think she'd come on? Do you think we could get her to come on to talk about now that Jackie's gone to give us like the Jackie epilogue? 
Totally. I think oh that's my good. God! Yes, let's do that. <laughs> All right, I Sean, will. Reach out to your BFF. I will work on that, and maybe at, maybe we can enli- maybe we can enlist Adam's help because they are actual BFFs. <laughs> True. <laughs> she knows who we are. <laughs> yeah, she knows who we are. This would be a fun summer pod potty. Oh okay. yeah, yeah. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. The Jackie epilogue. Oh man. Plus, she's like she's she's in cool stuff now too. So, be mm-hmm. fun to hear what she's working on. Absolutely, yeah. good idea, Shy. Um, so yeah, on, that's Shai. that's Adam, and then we're on to to <clears throat> to Jerica. So backing up a bit, so we find out that Jeff is the valedictorian, and no surprise, he has yeah. crippling stage fright. Uh, so he is freaking out about his speech, which like fair. I actually blacked mine out. The salutatorian had to go before me. Wait, you were the valedictorian of your school? Way to bury the lead. I mean, I'm not surprised, right? Are you, this is one of those things, right? Ash, you're not surprised. Lons was also the <laughs> nope, valedictorian of her school. Like, yeah, so I was, yeah, I was valedictorian, um, and the salutatorian gave her speech before mine. What and is a like, salutatorian? Is that a less second place? Good. Oh, so they <laughs> they everyone knows that person is second place. Yes, including that person. Yes. Yeah. How, how does that person feel about you? Uh, we were fine. She was really quiet. It wasn't like I was so far ahead of everyone else that it didn't really matter. But. Like it wasn't like a, it wasn't a competition. So is it a GPA thing or like yeah, contributions to GPA. society? It's GPA. So I had the highest GPA in the school, and then she had the second highest GPA in the school. How many hours of community service did you have to do to graduate? <laughs> I did not have to do any hours, but because you were I, getting those grades. Yeah, but, you know, you have to be a well-rounded student for college, blah, blah, blah. So I did, like, I did community service for, like, fun, quote-unquote fun. Um, But, yeah, so she gave her speech first, and, like, I was so anxious, and, like, like, just imagine Jeff. Like, I actually was, like, Jeff, and, like, my anxiety, like, overcame me that I physically blacked out. Oh my like, god. So overwhelming that I blacked out my speech um in front of like three thousand people. But I've been told it was fine. <laughs> good, good. I had a that's what she said joke in it too. Really? Like, <laughs> in honor of the office or just in general because it was funny? In honor of the office I did the same quote it was like you all left me you all left me or you all kept me satisfied like happy and satisfied and then like i had my friends yell out that's what she said in that's the audience awesome. so my graduation for which i was definitely not a valedictorian <laughs> uh same. was was a chaotic thing out of like animal house my parents are still super embarrassed about it so the kids in my grade were pretty rambunctious and the school was super happy for our grade to graduate they were 
they were <laughs> they were just done with this group because also we had this tradition of not only the kids misbehaving but the parents then backing the kids up as they be- misbehaved and so it was it was this crazy cat and mouse games imagine like a hundred beverly goldbergs but with kids that were not but they were, like they, a lot of them were more like Carla than they were like than they were like Adam and Barry, and so uh, and so in the grand finale of our uh, in our of our graduation, which took place in a synagogue, while the chancellor of the school was speaking, guys set off fire like firecrackers That's in awesome. in the chapel, and our graduation. Uh, our, our certificate, whatever they're called, diplomas came in these tubes, like these circular tubes oh. that if you opened them, they made like a popping sound. So you couldn't get through any of the speeches without hearing pop, 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 pop. And then our valedictorian, who was the smartest kid in school from elementary school all the way to high school. So he was always the smartest kid. There was no question this was going to be our valedictorian. But in the time between he was named valedictorian, and the time he gave his speech, he got really into the Beatles, Pink Floyd, and Fish. And he dyed his hair like a super crazy color and gave the most like wacky, psychedelic, fish-quoting speech in the history of the school. Nice. It was just a series of crazy quotes. <laughs> I love it. Um, but yeah, so he, Jeff is freaking out. He, like, breaks out and then has to go into an oatmeal bathtub. <laughs> I don't... And so that's when Erica is like, you need to chill, dude. Let's go on a deadhead, like, tour, I guess. Be a deadhead for the summer, right? So the Grateful Dead were this band. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and every show, every night was different. And had this amazing community of people that followed them around. And you, some people would take the summer off and they would just like sell grilled cheese in the parking lot. Kind of like the way Matt Bradley was selling grilled cheese at the fish show and schooled. And go to dead shows and hang out in the parking lot and other things. Um, yeah, it's very, it's like uh, so reminiscent of Freaks and Geeks finale. When Lindsay Weir, the character, goes off to a, join like a Grateful Dead tour and become a deadhead, it was like I started tearing up when this storyline came up because I love that show so much. Do you but, think there was an awareness of that? And when they did this, because totally. I remembered the same thing. It, 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 it yeah, very much it echoed has that. To be. I mean, the Freaks and Geeks is uh, iconic. Um, and I said he's a huge fan of the show as well. I mean, how could you not be? Uh, if you've seen it, it's very cult classic, but yeah, so they try and go on this tour. Bev is not having it and then tries to go around Erica, but Erica goes around her first (laughs) and Jeff's parents are on board. And again, anytime Ken Lerner is in that show, we win, the fans win. But seeing him mm-hmm. and Mindy Sterling dressed up in those dead in shirts tie-dye? was oh. amazing. I love it. I love it. <laughs> um, and then Jeff <laughs> enlists Johnny Atkins <laughs> to tell Jeff how road life actually is. 
and he like brought his shovel to be like, "This is your bathroom." <laughs> that was amazing. Oh my god! So good. Um, so Jeff freaks out. Is like, "I'm not doing that." Um, but you know, Jeff and his Lucianine, Jeff 2.0, finally comes around, and they are him and Erica are gonna are gonna follow the band. Yep. For the summer. So it's like, wow. How far have we come with our young shorts? You know? Uh, honestly, for the Lucianine this season, if it weren't for Murray, I'd say that Jeff would have taken the Lucian, the Lucian trophy. But he has... So you're so thinking far. Murray is the Lucian valedictorian? Definitely. He, he is, although there was a surprising lack of Murray Lucian in the last episode. Maybe because he was so far ahead, like Lon's as valedictorian of her school. Oh, yeah. He didn't even have to take cruising. his finals. Yeah. yeah. He was cruising. He just, like, he was on, like, cruise control in this last episode because he had already Lucian to completion, you know? Yeah. Yeah. A little lack of of Mirthasep unfortunate but his journey this year has been so wonderful to see unfold I mean the heart to hearts this man has had I'm going to tear up just recalling them in my mind with Barry with Bev with Erica oh my god just like I think the one that cuts deepest for me is the one he had with Barry and talk and his when Barry wanted him to be on his health kick, and he was Ab- talking absolutely. about how yeah how he's going to be around here for a long time and just that speech that Barry gave about how I want you at my wedding I want you to like hold my children I I'm I'm going to be a mess thinking about it now but definitely Murray. Lucian the hardest and the farthest and whatever else you do when you Lucian. This man is the MVP of the season. I'm giving it to him. You heard it here first. Murray Goldberg. Lucianer of the year. With Jeff (laughs) Schwartz in the not so distant second, I would say. To get Jeff Schwartz even within the episode, I know he was a little, you know, super angsty and stuff. But for, for him to even, like, do it at all and, like, go on that tour um, shows the growth of this guy. So I'm happy. I'm happy for him. My Jeff, if you're out there, call me. We will get you a Jeff. We will get you a Jeff. <laughs> yep. If you had the choice between a Jeff and a Dave Kim... Jeff. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to touch Dave Kim because that's Carla's man, and I don't. You don't want to like get cut. That. You will. Yeah, you will get. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she would cut me, so I'm not going to touch that with the ten foot pole. Um. Yep. And then, and Erica. Let's talk about Erica's redemption arc and throughout the season. I'd say. It was a rough patch for a while there. Do you think they had a satisfying, like, upswing with her? Oh, definitely. Uh, 
I think so. My caveat is they can't go back to it next year. Like I, I think Erica's got to, you know, Erica has to have a new set of challenges or a new element of empathy or self-confidence. And, and, and college provides a totally new environment to do that stuff in. And especially mm-hmm. since it's her second time at college and, and being there with Barry and all that. So, so I'm hoping that I'm hoping that we don't get a rehash of Erica being mean to Jeff. Like if anything, I'd like to see Erica be really nice to Jeff and all of that, but in a more confident way, as opposed to when she first went to college and she was coming back home and not talking to Jeff and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Like, let's make this um, Lucian stick. Yeah, exactly. You know, Lucian oh. is is as only good as the person Lucianing. Yeah. So, and, and here's where I think the Lucian can really go is we haven't found out what Erica's true career path is going to be. And, True. And, and I've said for a while, I think it's going to be some sort of helping people therapist. I think she's going to be a therapist, yeah. And I think the journey of Erica figuring out what she wants to do after she's... And, and being satisfied with that and that becoming her new dream. Like Barry, with all of the things that he actually wanted to be, he found out pretty early in high school with that episode with the science, you know, with... with, with where 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 he where he gets tricked into learning all the information as a way of cheating, <laughs> and, yeah, realizes, the and realizes he's good at science. So I think that I think that the journey of Erica figuring out what she wants to do and finding mentors and and finding different subjects, I think that could be really exciting and enriching for her as as a character. Yeah, I agree. No, totally. She like. You know, had to to break down, and now she just gets to rebuild. And I think that this this year wasn't about you know finding her calling. It was just about figuring out what isn't her calling. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. And so, like, we had her like break down and like find out who she isn't. And now we're going to find out who she is. And I'm excited for that journey for her. Totally. Um, but yeah, so. Uh, what if Barry is the one that is super cool at college right away? Because think about this. Barry has always excelled when he gets to pick the thing he wants to study, right? Like science, for example. What if when Barry goes to college, he just fits in perfectly and life is amazing for him? I kind of see that for Barry, though. Because he had a tough year. He had a tough year. He did have a tough year. We all had a tough year for him. Yeah. I could see that. And he's Mm -hmm. confident. Um, And it's easier to find your place in college. Yeah. Barry found his place at Erica's college when he went to visit. He was super popular he did. there. He was such a... Oh, right. And that took yeah. him, like, a weekend. Yeah. Mm. yeah. 
I think I think you're right. I think he's going to thrive in college, and he's going to have to step up and be there for Erica. Yeah. And it will be like role reversal, and and he's going to have to like, you know, bring her into the fold. So, yeah, I'm excited for for the the dynamic duo college experience. And we know where Barry ends up, which we see on Schooled. Mm-hmm. Which we should talk about now. Barry shows up at the end of last episode um, out of the blue. Still unclear why he like chose now to show up. I think because of the fellowship. I think okay, because... So he had just gotten yeah. the fellowship, right? He, he mentions that, doesn't he? Like, yeah, I'm gonna three-year go... fellowship in Detroit. Like, I've been running this plan for however many years to get you back. He is a doctor for Laney. I love it. Um, a radiologist, and, so- and she doesn't even know what that is. <laughs> yep. Does anyone know? I... They're the x-ray people, but are they the ones that, like, read it, too? Like, does he read? I think so. I think so. Yeah, the radiologist reads it and gives the report, like, the analysis to whatever the specialist that needs them to that needs them to read it for. That makes sense? So, like, mm-hmm. if, you're, if you're getting an ultrasound, the radiologist reads the ultrasound, tells the... I don't know, stomach doctor, what you've got. And then they're able to draw conclusions based on what the radiologist sees. But the radiologist, I believe, is the one that's trained in the art of reading what the heck is going on with all that fuzzy stuff. Yeah, okay. There's a very scientific explanation from... Thank you for that. Um, But yeah, so he comes back to win Lainey back. Um, And... He enlists CB's help because they are best friends. Well, actually, there's a, there's a small detail that I really appreciated. And again, these writers are so awesome. He and because I, I watched the episode twice, and he says, "You're Lainey's best friend here," meaning it would right. fans' heads would have exploded if suddenly CB was now Lainey's best friend because we know mm-hmm. who Lainey's best friend is. Exactly, that's true. So those guys are amazing. Those writers are awesome to to make sure that detail was taken care of. Correct. So he enlists CB's help because he is Lainey's best friend at school. And as we know, CB has a crush on on Lainey. Mm Mm-hmm. So he tries to sabotage Barry. And like for once Barry when he's Barry's going through his plan and CB says keep going bigger. For once, Barry comes up with an actual good plan where he says the plan is so big, it's small. And he (laughs) wants to just take her out for coffee. Yeah. And Troy, by the way. Troy, amazing. Oh, my God. All the claps for Troy. His portrayal of Barry is nothing less than phenomenal. His line reads are so incredible. <laughs> Blessed be the fruit. But yeah, so he wants to just take Lainey out for some coffee. 
and talk in a mature way about their relationship. Which, like, oh, my God, I would love to see that. They're so cute. But then CB's like, nah, brah, let's go big. Um, you got to, like, do some big show for her at the recital. So he enlists our JTP mm-hmm. from across the country. I'm hope- hopeful he, like, flew to, like, Seattle, you know, like just like all around the world to get the JTP back. Goes to Mad Men Jeff Schwartz, who's an eye doctor. Or was he a yeah, an eye doctor, right? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Then he goes to um, who was the next one? Uh, Matt Bradley. Uh, Matt Bradley's flipping is making grilled cheese at the fish show. That's what's most important. And that played so well in my house. Even my kids cheered. uh, Then he goes to naked robbers in a a tanning bed. (laughs) Oh, man, I love so much. Then he goes to to Andy, ladies man, Coogan. Kogan, and uh, he's some finance guy that just got fired. <laughs> of course. But for the J- for love of the JTP. Well, JTP, JTP. So they yeah. had the JTP assembled. They crash the recital. They sing 50, 500 miles. They get stuck in the loop. And the whole thing goes to shit. Where Laney's like, no, you're not mature. This can't happen. And CB kind of feels bad as he should because, you know, he is stepping in on a territory that should not be stepped on. So he goes to Lainey, and this was the best moment. I watched it like five million times, where he's like, You clearly upset over Barry. So you have to ask yourself what you want. And without, with, he didn't even finish the sentence when she's like, I want Barry. And she just rattles off that I love him. He's the one. Um, and, you know, they're, they're soulmates. Like He's, he's her big sweaty monster. <laughs> yeah. Which we've been new, guys. We've been new. She's been talking <laughs> about this guy all season. It's been 10 years, Lainey. You're still hung up on him. Exactly. Um, How do you what? I don't need to stop you, though. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, we uh, we see CB go back to Barry to kind of get him back to, to school. And he gets him back by telling him that he is athlete of the century. <laughs> <laughs> Rookie sensation Allen Iverson signs it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Oh, man. Um, I knew you would know these names. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, good for so Brett Dyer. Brett Dyer, to- man, he's the new guy on the block. That was not an easy episode, I think, to hang in there when you have the JTP with so much chemistry and so much fan history. And Well, he's a part of the TJP now, so. <laughs> Although he does have to learn how to match the energy. I- I'm, Honestly, I'm with Matt Bradley on that. It's not that hard. JTP. He's the new Matt Bradley. I love it. <laughs> um, so he gets him back to campus, and Lainey has 
Meg's got her little private recital for Barry where she sings 500 Miles and they do a mini duet together. And he's like, see, it's easy not to get caught in the loop when or whatever. And she's like, yeah, but that's what we are, caught in a loop. We always find our way back to each other. My God, I'm going to cry. I love him so much, guys. (laughs) Blaney. The ship of my heart. It ends with Barry saying, we're not kids anymore. We'll figure it out. So, (sighs) dot, dot, dot for them. I mean, it doesn't change the fact that he will be in Detroit, which I can't imagine is that close to Jenkintown. But who knows? But maybe he'll make his way back. I mean, he's got to get this fellowship. He's got to go be a doctor. And that's cool. Yeah. But is, is part of the implication they're not kids anymore and this doesn't and this isn't necessarily going to be a massive drama. I think that's what that's saying. Yeah, I think so. Like <clears throat> they they can do long distance and just I don't I, I don't know why they those two specifically feel like they can't do long distance. Well, you know, it's not a new concept. It's not like he's going to live in Detroit forever. Yeah, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's not like they've been together like six months. They've been together for like how many seasons now? They've been together for five, five, five years, right? Yeah, but they haven't haven't seen each other in ten. And yet they're still in love with each other. Yeah, his whole Barry's whole plan, his whole like career is to win Laney back. He had the long kong. It was a ten year plan that that man, that man, played out to get her back. Um, so we'll see with that. On the other storyline, it was there's some person from I don't know auditing them, and oh yeah, yeah, freaks out, and he wants to like find out what the senior prank is and he like goes to Felicia and and Felicia's like yeah we stole the rival school's goat and we're gonna put it in wherever and things obviously go awry he puts the goat in the expensive computer lab that they just got (laughs) it destroys everything principal ball comes back lots of principal ball this this uh these both episodes too Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe a softer side of Earl Ball. He's been kind of the nemesis in Schooled this season as the tool of the Board of Regents or whatever they are. But in this yeah. episode, you could see he really does support Glasgow and wants Glasgow to be the, the the principal or the head of school or whatever it's called, whatever they call it at that fancy private school. Headmaster? I don't know. But, yeah, so, unfortunately, Glasgow is out, balls back in, the, t- the students riot as they have a 90210 club. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I love that moment so much. 
John Glasscott graduates us. I tried to yeah. make a trend on Twitter. It trended in my heart. A for effort. A for effort. Um, so yeah, they get the inspiration from free Don Martin. <laughs> Don <laughs> Martin graduates. That yeah. that we used to chant that at any possible any time we could in high school or elementary school. I mean, it was probably high school. It was high school, not elementary school. Because of that, how iconic that line is. Oh, yeah. That show. It really launched my favorite genre. I'm so proud. Um, but, yeah, so the, the students riot. The teachers are on board. They start rioting. It's a madhouse. And Ball is, caves and is like, you know what? Screw the regent guy or whatever. Kind of sucks anyways. Let's bring Ball back. Or let's bring Glasgow back. Um, and yeah, I think that covers schooled. And I think there was one of the great <laughs> bromance moments of of the gold verse, oh, which my was God, yes. which was the admission between him and Meller of being best friends. And if you look at the journey of this season when they were a little more competitive, I think uh, I think it was really nice to see that. Yeah, they're best friends. I love it. Overall season thoughts on school. Great for setting. Like, solid for season. I agree. If you look at what so many comedies start in the first season and how far Mm -hmm. they go, the fact that Mm -hmm. school is starting where it's starting, Mm -hmm. which has some real peak episodes. That Star Wars episode was freaking perfect the reunion oh, episode the reunion oh, episode. the reunion episode definitely is my favorite oh yeah hands down i just the so the fact that it delivered Baffling. two classics in the first season i think there's so there's so much there's there's just so, so much, much there here. yeah yeah i have things i'd like to see in the future but what we Hit have em. so far i'm so grateful for what do you want to see i would very much like to see a few more teachers or peers or characters in Laney and CB's generation. I agree. That we can sort of follow their evolution and growth. It, I don't want to see less of Glasgow and Meller, and I don't want to see the great bits from Clancy Brown and Liz Fleming, but I, I don't really see much Lucian potential with, with the teachers that aren't Meller and and. Gla- uh, Meller and Glasgow, unless they decide they're going to do that. But I mean, I just don't think Clancy Brown's character is set up to Lucian, right? But I oh, think yeah. it would be nice for Laney and CB to have some peers, even some of the other. There are a couple of younger teachers, but some peers to kind of give us a little, a little more of a social group for them. I'd like to see a little bit more of life outside of school. Doesn't need to be a ton, but. I know the show is schooled and it's supposed to be life in the school. But I just want like a little bit of glimpse. Maybe see Nana's house. See where CB lives. Oh, yes, I need. Yes, we need to see Nana's house with all the pillows. And <laughs> now that we've closed the book on CB and Laney, I really want to see. I, I want to see a fun CB Laney. Uh, sorry, a CB looking for love situation. Which, again, I think Bringing that in a young teacher. I I think that you know maybe maybe it'll be Kim. That's my bold prediction. So 
That's my I like it. that's my bold prediction. It's probably probably a long shot, but that maybe she'd be a great pair for CB. If not, I want them to bring in a dance teacher, and I want it to be played by Haley Lou, which is Brett Dyer's real life fiance. Oh, fantastic! And I want her on the show, so she can play a dance teacher or like just like a weird art teacher like she's like a really weird art teacher you know and i think they would just be super nerdy together and yeah that's my prediction and wish fulfillment is to see them finally play love interests but yeah i'm excited for season two there's just so much pop culture things i want to see as well Obviously, what movie would you guys want to see for the '90s? Uh, Adam better hold true to his promise. I want my "Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead" moment. The dishes oh, yeah. are done, man. I, want, I need it. I want I Coogan. I want Coogan to guest star. Yeah, yes. exactly. Exactly. He's talked about it on Twitter. It's got to happen. Yeah. Yep, I agree. Yeah. I'd they also like, like I, they did like she's all that already. I, I, like, I'd like oh, to really? see I'd like to see them do something with Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction is so important to that nineties weird dark humor. And it was such a big deal for students and so inappropriate for like <laughs> students to be seeing. <laughs> I remember going and seeing it and think it was the funniest thing ever and then taking my parents and then being like, What the hell is this movie? I mean, they loved it. They thought it was great, but they could not believe that I was taking them to see it. And and the suits and the whole Reservoir Dogs kind of look, that Tarantino aesthetic that people thought was so cool. I'd like to see something like that. Yeah. 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 Um. Ash is not convinced. <laughs> I just no, I like it. I just feel like that the Pulp Fiction look has been done so many times on so many other shows. Like, people always pay homage to that, like, dance-off scene in Pulp Fiction. Do you know what I mean? And I'm like, I feel like Adam and company go from the more obscure, like, out of left field kind of pop culture references. Like, I don't know. No, that's just my thoughts. I'd be happy with it, with it but I, I just think it's a bit too mainstream for them. You've also got Can't Hardly Wait, American Pie. Oh, God, yes, American Pie, done. (laughs) You're way too excited for American Pie. I love that movie. I I love that franchise. (laughs) Um, I wish we could more like Adam Sandler. We should we should finally get like a Happy Gilmore, like Billy Madison. Oh, well, duh, Billy Madison, like. Well, they're in the same universe, right? They've confirmed. Yeah. That. So, but you, you've also got Forrest Gump, Titanic. Oh um, yeah, they got to do Titanic. Will definitely be in there somewhere. You uh, got to. It, hey, hey guys, I have to hop off. I'm really sorry. Oh okay. no, that's cool. I, I do as well. Um, All right. Yep. Uh. So yeah, guys, great season. Another fantastic season. Um. Don't worry, we'll have some summer podcasts to fill our time while we wait impatiently for season seven and of Goldberg's and season two of Schooled. But thanks, guys, for listening. Um, 
Love you, Ash. Love you, Shy. Love you, everyone. And I love our Golden Nerd family. I think we're the one of the greatest TV fandom. So, you know, it's going to be a long summer, but we have the internet to keep <laughs> us. Connected. Have one. So, Ash. Have a summer. Have a summer. Have, yes, have a summer. Ash, where can we find you to stay connected with you? Oh, gosh. Uh, Wendy Fansite on Twitter. WendyMCFansite.com on the internet. Wendy McClendon Company Fans on Facebook. Uh, WendyMC underscore Fansite on Instagram. Shy, hit us. You can follow me at Pancake4Table on Twitter and Instagram. On the Friday Night Movie Podcast every week. And Ash... We got to get yeah. behind the behind the music going up again in the summer. I think once I, I join the Gold Nerds, my ability to do both show, all three shows is <laughs> limited. But a good friend from the Take Two podcast, which is a local DC guys who are the CW's official podcast around here, started mm-hmm. listening to the episodes, and he is on mm-hmm. the hunt to find us the Millie Vanilli episode. So Craig, oh. so Craig from the Take Two podcast is waiting for for our next season of this show. So we oh we got we got to get back to that. Will not disappoint. And I'm Lawrence. You can find me at PK Prime Twelve on Instagram and Twitter. And this has been a Gold Nerds podcast. Find us at the Gold Nerds um, on Instagram at Gold Nerds on Twitter. TheGoldNerds.com for all things Goldbergs and Schooled related. JTP out. Have a summer. JTP summer. (laughs) (laughs) TJP.